have a conversation with your girlfriend that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends Podcast. Dee, how are you today? I am doing awesome, Sherry. How about you? I am so good. It is, I mean, it is just beautiful. Another beautiful day in Georgia. I think this time of the year, I always think like, I can't imagine living anywhere else in the world. And wherever you're listening, I hope it's as beautiful as it is here. So you think this place is the most beautiful place in the world? I I, I would say it's close. Yeah. yeah. Where do you think is the most beautiful place in the world? Ireland. I love uh, Ireland. I've never and been there. It's so, I mean, I, some people say it's kind of dreary because uh-huh. it does rain a lot and all that, but it's uh, perfect for me. Really? I would love like a rainy oh. Place. Maybe you're Irish, like you know, in your heart. I am actually part you Irish. I had my twenty three and me done. That's right. If you don't show, show you know, don't sponsor the show, but if they did, I would get my twenty three and me done too. Nigerian and Irish. Oh love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. It's a great combo. It is. And so we have the door open today because the weather is so nice and it's mild, but you might hear a dog or a bird or a car. So if you do, just like you know, know that it's because we're enjoying the beautiful weather, and I hope you are too, yes. listener o hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so excited about this show because, um, you know, we've talked about this subject a little bit, like in different ways, not a little bit, we've talked about it kind of a lot in a lot of different ways, and primarily it's because it's such an important topic, but also it's a topic that I think crosses over so many other types of topics, and the topic is cancer. So we've had like a survivor come on and talk about her experience, which was amazing. So if you missed that one, it was the one about, um, yes, they're fake. My real ones tried to kill me. <laughs> Go back and listen to that show because it was amazing. Yes. Um, and then we've had, we've talked about it as part of a number of other shows that we've had. So um, I know several people who are battling cancer. I'm sure you probably know people or you have known people. And we might even have listeners who are in the midst of cancer struggles. Or maybe you've come out on the other side. And so um, we're really excited to have a guest with us who is an expert in uh, cancer care and specifically about nutrition. So um, thank you for joining us, Shana. Oh, you are welcome, ladies. <laughs> You're welcome. And as we get started, I'm going to um, I'm gonna start with her bio because it's so impressive and she's got so much experience and I think you guys need to know who she is because that way it'll put into context that this is not just some uh, buddy we picked up, you know, some cute girlfriend we found and met <laughs> and said, hey, join us on our show. She's actually She has expert. credentials. She has the credentials. So Shana's a registered and licensed dietitian here in Atlanta, Georgia. She completed her undergraduate degree in nutrition, foods, and exercise at Virginia Tech. What's the, is that the Hokie? Oh, I'm a Hokie. Yes, that's yes. Go Hokie. <laughs> and her dietetic internship at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. Shana currently contracts with Cancer Wellness of Piedmont Hospital, where she provides individual counseling, cooking workshops, and group lectures for cancer patients and caregivers. She's passionate and energetic, and I can attest to that. <laughs> she helps bring food to life for cancer patients. Shana was the proud recipient of the 2006 Distinguished Dietitian of the Year Award for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and she's presented nutrition lectures all over the United States. She's regularly featured on Accent Health with CNN, Fox News Atlanta, WSB Radio, and 11 Alive. Shana was awarded the top 10 RDs in the nation from Today's Dietitian Magazine in March of 2019, and for the past 20 years, she's been a certified group fitness instructor and continues to teach weekly classes. She conducts webinars for Today's Dietitian for other professionals, and she writes weekly for for her blog at livingandeatingwell.com. When she's not busy sharing her food passion with others, which I can't imagine when that is, she is playing at home with her three sons and her husband, and she resides in my little town, Marietta. That's so, right. Welcome. That's right. Thank is you. Is it Marietta or is it Marietta? I guess it depends on who you ask and when. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Mayretta. It's, <laughs> although I have a friend, you know, sort of the the unofficial slogan is "It's better in Marietta." That's so. cute. That's cute. And we all have T-shirts like that too, right? right? Or baseball hats. Yes. Yeah, I love Marietta. It's like when you move into town and you get plugged in, you just kind of I can't mm. imagine living anywhere else. We got this week. So just a plug for my hometown. We got we got it interviewed this week by the paper because they were looking for young couples. And I put that in air quotes because my husband and I are not young, but we do have a young son. So they were looking for young families who've moved into this area um, to talk about why we love Marietta and um, also not a sponsor of the show, but I love the city of Marietta. There's always something to do. It's just, I mean, it's, picturesque and, and it's conveniently located and I just can't imagine living anywhere else even though my husband is always looking for property <laughs> like every but week. if he could find property yeah. in Marietta yeah, yeah. he would that's there like, you have your sweet spot yeah that's right I'm actually from the north I'm from New Jersey oh. but my husband and I have lived here for 20 years and we're oh, wow we've raised our boys here so we love it. It's home. Yeah. It's home. And you're going to stay here forever. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good. We are slowly wooing our whole family down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any to move? Yes. My mom and dad. Awesome. Yay. And, and I met your mom it. yesterday. Yes, you did. And Funny they're loving story. it. We should tell people how we met and then what happened yesterday. Yes. Great story. Yeah. Sherry and I did not know each other. I cannot believe I in know. this small world of dietitians, we did not know each other. And we were both on an airplane <laughs> going to a conference in Arizona. For dietitians. That's right. And for this award, actually, for that Today's Dietitian yeah. Award. And she heard me say to the person I was sitting next to, oh, I'm going to a conference. And Sherry's head pops up over her seat. Excuse me. Are you a dietitian as well and I said I am and we connected immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. so we ubered together to the hotel we met up a couple times at the hotel and the rest is history that's right and yes. turns out we have like a bunch of the same friends so yeah this is the other yep. reason it's like not just are we both dietitians who practice and live within 10 miles of each other mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we also have a probably 20 uh, mutual friends, friends. Yes. yeah and we both <laughs> have boys we never we both have boys isn't that, Isn't that wild? I yeah. Know. Are your boys around uh, Gavin's age? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We did lunch, and they're yeah. about the same age. So I have a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a twelve-year-old. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And my husband. All so boys. four boys at home. Woo-hoo. And she can take them. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I'm seeing her muscles. She absolutely right. can. That fitness certificate is <laughs> yes. no joke. When um and then yesterday we were uh at, we were both at an estate sale across the street from my house. And, and we just ran into re- each other. And she, and yeah, know, and she didn't even realize it was on the same street as our house where we were going to be recording today. <laughs> yep. So, yep. Very um, funny. Yeah. God is just like in all the details, I think. I agree. And he like I he agree. puts people where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And um, sometimes they feel like coincidences, but I always think like it's really just God incidences. It's I like, agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances of us being on the exact same airplane? Within, within a row of each other. Right. Yeah. Right. I totally wow. agree. Yeah. So there you go. That's how I meet my girlfriends. Uh, just like. Have you <laughs> ever met a stranger, though? I don't. Not really. No. Because no, uh-uh. I think people are interesting, and everybody yeah. has a story, mm-hmm. and everybody has something to contribute. And I like people. So sometimes I need, like, quiet and not to talk to people. But most of the time, especially on airplanes, I think, like, travel, we talked about this, you know, a little while ago. I think travel can be really stressful, and it sometimes can bring out the worst in people. Mm. But I do it so much that for me, I'm really comfortable traveling. And I see a lot of discomfort when I travel. A lot of people are really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I want to help them overcome that. Because that's great. That's great. Put them at ease. Relax I'm on my way home. a little bit. <laughs> then I'm on my way home, I'm like, just me. give me a glass of wine and let me put my ear- earbuds in and I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, okay, so all, enough of all of that. So it's Oh, but that's been, fun to talk about I too. It's I been like so it. great to meet you and get to know you. Yes. And I, when I learned Thank that you, you were um, a specialist who focuses mm-hmm. all of your practice on cancer care, I thought, oh, we need to have Shana on the show. Because I think um, it's a topic that either has touched you or it will touch you. We all know people. And um, statistically speaking, you know, I've heard that 80% of people, if they live long enough, will get cancer. I've even heard a stat that said 100% of people, if you live long enough, will end up with cancer. You may not even know you have Mm -hmm. it, but but if you live long enough, there are going to be some cells that are going to go awry. And that's really what cancer is, essentially, is cells 
that don't that no longer dis- self destruct. They're supposed correct. to self destruct. They and, multiply, correct, right. and they don't self destruct. Right, mm-hmm, they start to build, correct. Yeah, and so um, it makes sense that you know our bodies are amazing machines, but as we age, things change, and even when we're younger, things can go awry. So, so cancer is um, scary for people, and some people don't want to talk about it. And I am not afraid to talk about it because I'm afraid of what I don't know more than what I do know. <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. and a, and I especially love to talk about the power of nutrition. So do I to prevent disease. So do I. Yep. You know, yep. and it's and nutrition. I think that um, our former president of the academy, um, Lucille. I can't remember her last name off the top of my head, but one of the things she talked about was the transformative power of nutrition. And that's one of the reasons that I fell in love with nutrition and decided to become a dietitian is because I really do believe in the transformative power of nutrition. And um, it's certainly true for cardiovascular disease and stroke reduction, and it's also true for cancer. Yep, it sure is. You know, when I'm talking to my patients a lot, I'll say to them, every time you eat is an opportunity to nourish your body right? To get a little more power. We do not eat perfect. And Mm -hmm. the three of us can sit here and say, "Uh uh-huh, I agree. (laughs) Nobody eats perfect. But you are given an opportunity to empower your body, to nourish your body. And if you think about it, you know, we eat what? 21 times a week. Mm -hmm. At least. At least, right? (laughs) And then you throw in some snacks too. So you have 21 opportunities to empower your body. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, you don't take 21 multivitamins and you don't mm-hmm. take 21, you know, well, other, do, other pills. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So you are given multiple opportunities in your week to really, really empower your body. And that's why I love it too. That's yeah. why I got into the field as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I've been in the field for a long time, just about 20 years, a little over 20 years. And I started as a regular dietitian would. A lot of us do um, inpatient work first. Mm -hmm. And I really started to have a heart for those oncology patients. I saw that food made a huge difference in the way that they um, were able to get through treatment and surgery and for survivorship. So I was given this awesome opportunity, this awesome blessing to start a nutrition program from the ground up in an Mm -hmm. outpatient facility, in an outpatient oncology office. And so I did that for about three years and it was very successful and I loved it. I loved the outpatient setting. I loved, again, how power, the power of food, how it made such a difference in a person's life. So from there, fast forward a little bit, I was given a bigger opportunity to start up a nutrition program again with Piedmont Cancer Wellness. And this facility is amazing. Mm. It is for any cancer patient. You do not need to be a Piedmont patient or have a Piedmont doctor and it's free. Wow. And it is an integrative oncology approach. So I have been there since the beginning, which is 13 years. And we have built the nutrition program and we do the cooking demos and I see clients. And I love the aha moments that my clients get when they feel like, wow, if I eat this way or I eat beans, greens, and berries, which we're going to talk about in a little while, when I eat that, I feel better. I have more energy. Um, I'm sleeping better. My anxiety decreases. So I really started to enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then in, in that regard, we, we built the program from there. It's mm-hmm. an awesome, awesome integrative oncology wellness center. Mm-hmm. And where is it? It is affiliated with Piedmont Hospital. Yeah. It's called the Thomas Chapman Family Cancer Wellness Center uh-huh. and we're in Atlanta. Okay, um, downtown. Downtown Atlanta. Okay. I am. That's my office. Yeah, but we actually have branched off into our Noonan Piedmont, our Henry Piedmont, our Fayette Piedmont. So we really can capture a lot of Georgia. Yeah. And again, you do not need to be a Piedmont patient or have a Piedmont doctor, and it's free. I mean, y'all, where can you get an integrative oncology experience? And when I mean by integrative, I mean we have exercise classes, we have um, art therapy, we have cooking classes, we have yoga, we have support groups, and all of it is free for a cancer patient. I love that. So they just call and make an appointment? Yep, Yep. they would just call and make appointments. And we have our... um, our calendar online, PiedmontCancer.org. And I'll tell you, I do book up quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. So you do have to call for appointments, obviously. But if you want to do a yoga class, you pop in. Or you want to do a Tai Chi class. Or you want to do an art therapy type class. 
those are all just, you can pop in. Wow. Yeah. And how do they, do they need to get a referral from their doctor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the patient can call themselves. Okay. But a lot of the classes, you do need referrals. I, I take that back. Not for the classes, but for the specific, you know, to see the social worker, to see the dietitian. But most of the time, you can just call yourself. Uh-huh. I mean, I have people from the whole East Coast, actually, that will call and do either wow. um, phone calls with me or emails with me. And then if they're in Atlanta, they, they will come in and see. So you do telehealth as well? Correct. Wow. That's Correct. fantastic. Yeah. I love the I love the whole um, accessibility. Oh, yeah. Well, I love the accessibility of telehealth because one of my... Um, one of my frustrations with healthcare in general is the lack of access for people, especially in uh, rural America, mm-hmm, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, they have no less need for healthcare than anybody else, but they have a lot less access, especially to specialists. And so telehealth to me, especially with nutrition, is such a great way to bring that to the people who need it, who can't get to it easily. Absolutely. And in my population, you know, if you're coming out of a surgery and you're preparing for treatment, you might not want to jump in the car again yeah. and go, right, and go mm-hmm. and see a dietitian or take a class. So the fact that we can do that and then talk about, hey, what are the foods to help your body rebuild after after surgery? How can you stay hydrated to get mm-hmm. your body ready for treatment? Mm-hmm. So I can do that on the phone. So there is really good research, as we know, about preventing recurrence using nutrition. Absolutely. And we know that nutrition can support a body during cancer treatments, right? What about before cancer ever happens? Yeah. So the prevention. Yeah. You know, the the statistics show that 50% of common cancers are controllable. Like we lifestyle related. Lifestyle related. Mm -hmm. We can control the controllables. Can you believe that? 50%. Yeah. You know, your breast cancers and your colon and your prostate. I mean, I see tons of tons of patients with that. But let's kind of, as Sherry said, kind of um, uh, rewind a little bit and say, how can I not even get that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, it's lifestyle. Yeah. It's controlling your weight. It's exercising. It is also stress management, uh-huh. right? I mean, stress causes a lot of inflammation in our body and yeah. that fuels into diseases. And then the fourth thing is not having any type of tobacco. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Almost well, and not, and not just saying, tobacco, right? but also, I mean, I think that we, while we may, we may not have the research on vaping yet. I do think that oh, yeah. we have, we obviously we're starting to see some yep. significant yep. Um, health impacts of vaping around lung disease. And I think that some people think vaping is healthier than cigarettes. And we absolutely do not have research that supports that idea. And right. in fact, we know that nicotine is a vasoconstrictor, right? So nicotine causes changes in the um, in the veins and the arteries. Yep. Yep. And if it's doing that, it's probably not having a beneficial effect on our body. So we know that it could be contributing as well. Absolutely. So that's going to be a stay tuned on that research. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, and how I practice, and we've talked about this before, and I've listened to y'all speak. I mean, it is science-based, right? I'm not going to pick the latest and greatest fad diet and then say to my clients, okay, this is cancer prevention. You got to do this. So it's, it's science-based and, um, it's accurate, insightful, medical-based information, a lot of which I get from AICR, Mm -hmm. American Institute of Cancer Research. I love them. Yep. And the other one is the um, World Cancer Research Fund. So those are kind of the two big organizations where, um, you might hear something or read something in a magazine, but then you guys say, well, what do, what does the research say? What does yeah. the science say behind that? You so kind of get the, the snippet, the headline. Yes, but... yes the little tidbit, right? Mm-hmm. The little snippet. <laughs> but what does the actual research say behind it? And then mm-hmm. that's what I use. And I love being a dietitian, so I take that big, lofty, science-based evidence or information and then bring it down to how can the patient actually utilize this right. or, or Take what does it this home. mean in my kitchen? Yes. Yeah. What does yes. this mean for my meal choices? You got it. You awesome. got it. Awesome. Okay. So we know that lifestyle can have a huge impact on preventing cancer and we should all be doing that. Now, just as a, an aside, I always like to say, but 50% of cancers are random. There are a lot of 50, cancer, 50. you yeah. know, a lot 50, of cancers 50. random. So even for people, not that we shouldn't do these things because we absolutely should do these things, but there are going to be a lot of cancers that are unpredictable and perhaps couldn't be prevented. And in those cases... Um, going into cancer in a good place because you've got good health and you've got good nutrition status is going to also help you, right? Absolutely. Your body will be stronger. Right, exactly. You're going to bounce back more quickly. Mm -hmm. You're going to manage treatment better. Mm -hmm. So what about in the midst of treatment? Like what things, 
So, so well, let's talk about prevention okay. specifically. So what are some things people can do and should do? We talked about, you talked about weight and. Okay. Um, so prevention. Yeah. So now, abs- let's talk about nutrition. Right. Yeah. Prevent cancer prevention yeah. with nutrition. Absolutely. So the first thing is to control your weight. Yeah. Right. So, um, the best way to do that is a colorful food plan. Yeah. I mean, let's eat our color, right? I'm always telling my clients, you got to eat from the rainbow. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to control and not your that weight. Skittles I was rainbow. just about right. to say Skittles. Right. Not the Skittles <laughs> rainbow. Right. Right. And not the, you know, one of my chefs always says gray, bland food is not what we should be eating. So that's not even on my rainbow. Gray, gray is not even on my rainbow. No. But thinking about your reds and your oranges, I mean, wherever you are right now, just shut your eyes and think, hey, did I eat any? Rainbow colors for breakfast, if it's lunchtime, have I eaten anything green yet? Um, dinner, I'm prepping, thinking about dinner in my head. Am I um, having any colors a part of my dinner besides French fries? Right? <laughs> a yellowy, a yellowy white color. Yeah. So controlling your weight, yes. And then what does that look like eating from the rainbow? Yeah. I use this acronym with my clients called G-BOMBS. Okay. G-bombs. So if you're taking I've some notes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. So G is your greens. B is your berries. O is your onion family, M is your mushrooms, the other B are your beans, and then the last S is your spices and your herbs. Turmeric is a huge cancer-fighting spice, a big anti-inflammatory and anti-carcinogen. So I like to talk about the foods, but then also that last, that G-bombs, that last S, you got to get those spices and herbs into your food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so colorful foods, I would absolutely mm-hmm. say that. The Food plan that kind of stands the test of time is Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. You know, it's heavily plant-based. It's very lean proteins, lean meat, lots of fish, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's that's the best cancer-fighting plan if you think, huh, I need to kind of follow a food plan. I mean, this is perfect. The Sonoma Diet sitting on Sherry's desk right here. That's perfect. (laughs) That's in my office, right? Because it's colorful, which answers the first question. It's very lean Mm -hmm. and it's heavily plant-based. So that's going to be the second thing. The third thing is to cut out the processed foods, Yeah. right? All your added sugar foods, which I'm super excited that food labels now have added sugar on them Yeah. and vitamin D and fiber. I mean, those are big deals in fighting cancer. Um, But cutting out that processed food, really reading the food labels Mm -hmm. and make sure that the first and second ingredient is not added sugar or it's Mm -hmm. not dyes or it's Mm -hmm. not foods that you or ingredients you cannot even pronounce. Right. Because what is that doing to our body? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's causing our immune system to work very hard Mm -hmm. to work overtime. So then if there is a disease or, or unhealthy cells that are trying to grow, our immune system cannot fight as well as it is designed to fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I think the idea of focusing on whole foods is so helpful. And, you know, we had a, a guest on recently to talk about fad diets, and we talked about Whole30 and about the weaknesses of that diet. And I think there are some really significant weaknesses to that approach. But the one thing I really do like about it is it is mm-hmm. really focused on whole foods. And I think the more we can think about foods in their original state yes. and trying to eat them as close to their original state as possible, the better. But I also want to give some context for processed foods. You know, I think processed foods, when I think of processed foods and limiting those, I'm talking about highly processed foods. Yes. Right. Like your cookies and, and crackers. Right. Yeah. In the middle of the grocery aisle. Right. right? But, but, middle of those aisles. But, but oatmeal's in the middle of the grocery uh, store. Yes. And so are, so Stero and brown rice. And so there are foods that are in the middle of the grocery store that are great for us that we shouldn't be limiting and we shouldn't True. be eliminating. True. We should be eating more of. So when I'm talking about highly processed foods and tell me if you agree or disagree, I'm thinking about foods that have, they're in a box or a package that have like 50 ingredients. Uh-huh, you know, they, the they've labels. got lots yep. and lots yep. and lots of ingredients. That's not something that we want to be eating more often. It doesn't mean we can never have them though. Right. I don't think, I would never tell anybody like you can't ever buy your favorite cracker or cookie at the grocery store because I think that's, that's okay too. It's okay to have those things. If you love them, don't give them up completely, but limit them and make sure that, you know, 90% of your diet is really those foods that are really simple foods that are closer to their whole state that are super nourishing and then leave a little space for those other foods. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally yeah. agree. And yeah, when you look at those food labels, I mean, they're going to make it sexy on the front, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're going to put everything <laughs> and anything they want, but the back of the label yeah. is where you really are going to yeah. find out what's in it Yeah. and look at those ingredients. Absolutely. Yeah. I always say, if you cannot pronounce it, 
don't put it in your body on yes. a regular basis. Yeah. Right? That's going to be a treat. Yeah. And oast words are usually sugars. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're hidden a lot of times. So, you know, just being a label detective is very, very important. So with the added sugars, they're including the grams of anything that has that oswort, so sucrose, fructose, and then even maltose or, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. They're putting that in the added sugar now. Mm-hmm. And that's 2019, you know, just off, hot off the press, which is great, <laughs> which is great. And Sherry and I are smiling because as a dietitian, that's a big deal for clients to actually see that now. As a consumer, it's very helpful because I've already yes. seen it on some labels and you look at it before and you'd say, oh, it's got 28 grams of carbs. I'm fine. But then when you find out that 27 of them are added sugars, you're like, okay, well, maybe I won't eat that. Right. Or I'll it does think, kind I'll of inform our decisions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. Prevention, prevention, prevention. So plant-based diet, Mediterranean, cutting out added sugar and all the extras, trying Keeping to your limit weight those. down. Yes. yes. Exercising, breastfeeding. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about exercise because you're an exercise. Correct. I am a certified group fitness instructor and I've been teaching for 20, 20 plus years now. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the whole gamut from the, uh, the step classes where we (laughs) we wore some crazy outfits to now it's more a little gentler on your joints. I will tell you that it's it's much more gentle. Which is good as we get a little older. And bone health is so important in exercise and and um, balance is so important. So mm-hmm. the exercise industry, the fitness industry has come a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the recommendation to prevent cancer is 150 minutes a week. Yeah. Now that could be a weekend warrior where you're doing all 150 minutes <laughs> on the weekend. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. It's much better. And you probably have talked about it on this show a lot to kind of just um, spread it out, spread it out, mm-hmm. spread the love, spread yeah. the love and have more of an active lifestyle. That's yeah. so important too. just getting up and moving a little bit. I mean, in Atlanta, we do drive a lot, we right? Do. We yeah. do. And so when you can kind of park a little further away or your kiddos are playing soccer and you're walking around the trail, you know, adding it into your lifestyle, mm-hmm. that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, from a cancer prevention standpoint, again, 150 minutes is the recommendation, and it is cardio as well as t- as weights toning. That's very important, particularly for breast cancer prevention. The new research is showing that HIT type workouts, mm. those high intensity interval training, is very very important because it helps suppress hormones. So one of the most common breast cancers is a hormone-related breast cancer. And so anything that you can do to kind of suppress those hormones is really beneficial. Mm -hmm. So that HIT-type training Hmm. seems to be very beneficial. How about that? So when you say 150 minutes, does it matter if it's like, you know, kind of low impact, not impact, but um, does it have to be moderate? Do you need your heart rate at a certain level? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. You do need to get your heart rate up. There's something called a target heart rate zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's real important because again, that's helping suppress the hormones and burn the calories and the fat. And you can figure that out on your own, your target heart rate zone. Cause that's individual. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that question, Oh, one of my doctors, I love this says, you got to be stinky, sweaty girl. <laughs> that's what she says. And I love that because if you can talk like we're talking girlfriends, having a good conversation, you're not working out hard enough. But if you have to breathe a little heavier and you're a little smelly afterwards that you can't necessarily go to the grocery store and, you know, and not smell. That's the kind of workout you need a couple times a week. That's very, very important for cancer prevention. How about that? And that's, what's also protective for cardiovascular and for diabetes. There you go. So as we think yep. about yep. like, you know, the, the, the recommendations for cancer care or cancer prevention are the, no, not significantly different than the recommendations for heart protection and for diabetes prevention. Correct. So there are so many benefits to eating this way and exercising this way and living your life this way. So you, um, you mentioned also stress management. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that that's a big part of cancer and we find that your body gets worn down with stress. Mm -hmm. Listen, Mm -hmm. we all have stress. Yeah. It's a part of life, but it's figuring out you as an individual, how do you deal with your stress? Mm -hmm. Is it exercise? Is it something, is it prayer time? Is it meditation? Is it hanging with your family? Yeah. But having, yeah, therapy. Absolutely. Listen, exercise is my free therapy. (laughs) And my my husband says, 
you are not in a good mood, you better go for your run. <laughs> you need to move. <laughs> your body. That's right. Uh, your body. Uh, that's right. Like, my, body. my body. My body. I need to move my body. Um, but figuring out what you do to de-stress is very, very important. There's a book that I use for a lot of clients. It's called Anti-Cancer, A uh-huh. New Way of Life, and it's by Dr. David Servan-Schreiber. And he breaks it up into three sections, and it's exercise, nutrition, and stress management. Okay. Almost like the three legs yeah. of, a, of a, not a chair, a but a stool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can stand on that because then you're providing your body to be its, in its strongest state as possible mm-hmm. to prevent cancer. Mm-hmm. So stress is that important. Mm-hmm. I think somebody else recommended that book. That might have been, Lindsay might have recommended that book when she was on. Somebody Mm -hmm. else has recommended that book. I've heard of that book before. It's a great book. So we've talked a lot about prevention, and I think these are great tips for good health in general and disease prevention. What about if someone is in the midst of cancer treatment? Well, when you're in the midst of cancer treatment, it's very individualized. And I absolutely would encourage you to seek out your oncology dietitian in your practice. Mm -hmm. If you do not have an oncology dietitian with your doctors, ask your doctors for a referral. Yeah. Or, I mean, you absolutely could call me or or come see me even without a referral at um, Thomas Chapman's Family Cancer Wellness Center at Piedmont. I mean, you need that specific care at that time. Right. Um, hydration is so important. Protein is so important. So where you're preventing cancer and we're talking about less animal fats, right? But sometimes during treatment time, you need that. Mm -hmm. You absolutely need extra protein. And then the other thing is small mini meals. Yeah. It's very important. Your energy decreases a lot of times when you're actively in chemotherapy and radiation. And so we're talking about foods that are going to help with energy, Mm -hmm. small Mm -hmm. mini meals, hydration, that kind of, um, that kind of meal plan Mm -hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. Now, I see everything from head and neck cancer patients that I'm feeding them through feeding tubes, right, to a breast cancer woman who's going through treatment and needs the, the protein and the small mini meals. Ironically, not everybody loses weight during treatment. Yeah. So if it's a hormone-related cancer, they often gain weight. Yeah. So then mm. I'm talking to them about how do we maintain a healthy weight so you're not uncomfortable and mm-hmm. puffy on steroids, mm-hmm. right? So we're talking about keeping your weight manageable. Mm -hmm. But then I have other cancers, pancreatic and lung, where they're losing a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. So in that case, we're talking about how do you get the most bang for your buck? Higher calorie healthy foods, Mm -hmm. avocado, extra virgin olive oil, Mm -hmm. lots of nuts as a snack. So it's very, very individualized. And I absolutely think you need to see somebody that specializes in oncology. There's also a lot of supplements out there. Mm -hmm. Some are appropriate, during treatment, absolutely. Some aren't appropriate because yeah. they could interfere with the particular treatment. Mm-hmm. But it is an integrative approach, yeah. right? This isn't just food. Yeah. This yeah. isn't just doing one thing. This is the treatment with the food, with the exercise. Yeah. That's the integrative approach. Right, right. I think that, you know, there are a lot of people who have um, ideas about nutrition being curative for cancer. And, you know, I think that there, there isn't good evidence for that. And, you know, when chemotherapy and radiation are recommended, they're required. I mean, I, in my opinion, I think the evidence shows that many cancers can be treated and, and, and cured absolutely with appropriate chemotherapy and radiation surgery if necessary. But there isn't evidence that shows that nutrition on its own alone can treat cancer. Right. And I don't, I love my field. Me too. I love it. I walk it. I talk it. I love it. But I would never say to somebody, this one food would cure all your diseases. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. eat your blueberries every day and you'll never, you know, you'll never have heart disease or cancer. I mean, that's not true. (laughs) Right. It is that integrative approach. Yeah. And along with that, it's balance. Yeah. Right. So depending where you are in treatment or preparing your body for treatment, or you just finished treatment and you're utterly exhausted. And so we have to talk about Again, energy-boosting foods, it's very individualized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So one of the strongest areas that I've seen in research, and and you're going to be so much more familiar with this than I am, is in preventing recurrence, right? And so for people who've had cancer, then have had treatment, and on the other side of that, preventing recurrence of cancer is so important, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are some things that people can do if they've had cancer and now they're trying to prevent a recurrence? 
Yeah, well, one of the things at our wellness center we talk about is making this big C, the big cancer, into a little C. It's a part of your life and it's a new normal for you, but it doesn't validate who you are. Yeah. Right? It doesn't define you. It does not define you. Mm -hmm. So changing this big C into a little C and in a preventative case, you have to first deal with whatever you had treatment wise, surgery wise, you have to deal with those things first, Mm -hmm. right? So we usually take that first year after treatment and we do what's called a survivorship wellness class. Mm -hmm. And it's just a eight week kind of rotating through wellness class where you talk about the exercise, the nutrition, the stress management, the sleep habits at that time, Mm -hmm. right? Then past that, then we're talking more preventative. I might see somebody once a year or once every six months. I mean, I can be your dietitian forever. It's not (laughs) not just during your cancer treatment. So at that point, you start to transition back into the preventative food plan. Yeah. Just like Uh I talked about with preventative. Mm -hmm. Heavily Mm plant-based, lots of colorful foods, maintain your weight, low animal foods, particularly those fatty foods, right? Watching your added sugar. So it kind of goes back to that preventative, but you first have to deal with it, particularly in that first year. It might be longer for people, but you have to first deal with some of those side effects. Mm -hmm. And recovery too, tissue recovery, depending on the type of cancer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I think that people experience and are sometimes surprised by is the taste changes, the changes in there, um, in the way that food tastes. Yeah, yeah. Um, during treatment and afterwards. Mm-hmm. So treatment's going to affect all the healthy cells, particularly chemo- chemotherapy, will affect the good and the bad cells. The healthy ones that are rapidly producing is what it affects. So that is your mouth, your GI tract, your belly, your bottom. I mean, I know we're not going to talk about bowel movements in this episode. <laughs> we can, we but, do. You know, it is a part of a, it is a part of what I do on a regular basis. So, in other words, the the treatment is going to affect the good cells as well as the bad cells. That's right. what we want it to do. But you are totally right. The good cells that it affects is often taste, desire to eat, upset stomach or constipation or diarrhea. So there's a lot of tricks of the trade out there. Mm-hmm. This, the whole flavor matrix and the whole flavor profile mm-hmm. of foods really gets heightened during treatment. Sometimes something's so bland and something, sometimes something is so sweet or so salty. So you can take something as simple as adding more citrus lemon, lime, oranges to your food, and that will change the profile. Mm -hmm. Or I tell some clients, um, you need to add a little sesame oil to take it in an Asian Mm flair, or a little olive oil or a little avocado oil. Mm -hmm. So changing that can help the Mm -hmm. taste buds. have you ever tried any of those oil and vinegar shops? Oh, yeah. Those are fabulous. I, I just picked up some oils and some oh. vinegars when we were in the mountains a couple weeks ago. Oh. Well, so excited to try those. Yes. Aren't they fabulous? <laughs> I was like excited in the store. I was like tasting yes. everything. Yeah. And that, <laughs> is, that is perfect for my patients. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh-huh. Because then you can taste a little bit of that vinegar, a little bit of that oil, and then that would change the whole dish. Mm-hmm. We have some odd combinations that we do in our <laughs> cooking demos when we have a soup then we'll kind of add a couple of those those um, flavor flavor profiles from the balsamic vinegar or the olive oil, but it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. Another thing that works is taking baking soda and salt and water and just making a little mixture in, in your cup. <coughs> And you swish it and spit it out before mm-hmm. you eat. And that homemade also, magic mouthwash. You got it. You got it. It's the cheap version, the homemade version of magic mouthwash. And what does that do? It balances out all the off flavors. Oh. So if your radiation or your chemotherapy or your medications mm-hmm. are giving you off flavors in your mouth, that can balance out the flavors. And then when you go and eat, you can actually taste the food. Mm-hmm. It can also help with some ulcerations and stuff inside yes. the mouth. Yes. Which Does is, that work like when you're pregnant? Because you know, like oh, when you're yes. pregnant and you have really oh, off flavors. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of the tips that I use for my clients are like that first trimester of pregnancy. How about yeah. that? So we're using ginger for nausea. Yeah. We're using cinnamon, oh, that makes sense. cinnamon to control blood sugars. And we're using Peppermint. this baking soda mixture to kind of get the flavors out. Absolutely. Yeah. How about Very that? Cool. How about that? Okay. So, so kind of bringing this full circle. Let's talk a little bit again about the G-bombs. Can you just give us again the rundown? What Absolutely. all those stand for? Yeah, so G-bombs is just kind of a, an easy way to remember what you should put in your grocery cart. Right. Or if you're at the farmer's market, thinking through it. But greens, 
berries, onion family, mushrooms, beans. Oh, I already said beans. Berries. No, no, no. no you, you said, said berries. You okay. said berries, not beans. One B is, one B is beans, <laughs> one B is berries, and spices, and spices and herbs. Okay. Yeah. And what about soy? Oh, is this a doozy one? Lots of people have questions about Absolutely that Absolutely, they do. That could be a whole talk. Yeah. So my take on soy, if it is a genetically modified fake soy product, like soy protein powders, they're in a lot of your um, weight loss drinks. They're in a lot of granola bars and a lot of processed foods. Those are not good for anybody. Okay. But there's no evidence about the genetic modification. So you're talking about processing, Correct. not genetic modification, because the GMO, there's no evidence that shows that so GMO soy is dangerous. But right. the processing. The processed yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. The, the really fake processed stuff that are okay. in those. However, if you are eating a whole soy food, tofu, edamame, uh -huh. miso, you can do so. Yeah. You, can, you can eat that. Tempeh okay. is in there as well. You can eat that. It is very particular. Also, there's different research depending if it's a hormone-related breast cancer or a non-hormone-related breast cancer. But in general, to prevent cancer, those foods are fine in a regular healthy diet. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. But we do have to get very, it gets very specific when you're talking about a, a either hormone-related cancer or not. The other thing is a lot of the research shows when did you start consuming soy? If it was well, before puberty, then it shows beneficial in preventing hormone-related cancers. If it was after puberty, it's not showing as much prevention. Huh. So That's it's very, it, it's this gray area because somebody will say, I'm eating soy, and then I have to say to them, well, what kind of soy are you eating? And right. when did you start eating soy? And did your mom feed you soy milk? I mean, that's going to be very, you know, that'll be more preventative than if you're a 30-year-old woman and you start drinking a nutrition drink that has a soy protein in it. That's uh -huh. not going to be beneficial. So. Uh huh. And that goes back to the length of the label too. You know, yes. thinking about the food. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan of soy in its uh, whole of Which forms, is the tofu right? or yes. the miso or the tempeh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yes. uh -huh. And if we look at Asian populations, right, so they have much lower rates of cardiovascular yes. disease. And in many cases, they have lower rates of cancer, but not Some all. cancers. Yeah. Correct. Some cancers. More stomach cancer, right? They have more stomach cancer. Yeah. Correct. So... Soy is not protecting from summer, summer, stomach cancer, excuse me. Um, but what the studies are showing, it actually comes from the China study, is that they were consuming soy pre-puberty. Uh -huh, and they uh -huh. also were consuming green tea, right, which right. is huge. Well, it's right? dietary patterns, yes, right? Yes, they're patterns. So we can't take along this, okay, well, let me just kind of eat tofu at 25 and think that it's really going to prevent breast cancer. So that, that comes from that China yeah. study where they're growing up with the whole soy food. Right. Yes. And they also eat a lot of seafood and they're very physically active Correct. and they're, they're typically thinner. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I, I, I didn't ask you that question cause I think soy is magic or, but I do right. think it's a question people get a lot of. And it's a part of a, a healthy, yeah, it's a part of a healthy yeah. food plan if you right. do it right. If right. You do it right. And if you're thinking more about a plant-based approach, Tofu can be a great way Absolutely. to get more protein in Absolutely. without eating animal products if you're trying to limit that. Correct. Okay, good. Correct. Good. Good. All right. Well, so bringing us back to sort of full circle, we talked about G-bombs. I love that. I think I'm going to definitely use that in my own life. I think I do it a lot anyway, but I'm going to do it more. Is there anything else that you specifically wanted to share with the audience? I get a lot of questions about organic or not. Oh, yeah. Right. And the environmental working group has a great starting point for that for that question to answer that question. They have produced this list that you can get online. It's called the dirty and the clean list of fruits and vegetables. You've probably talked about it some as well. And it's easy to print off. And if they're dirty vegetables, trying to buy them organic or local or making sure you're washing them. And then the clean ones are not going to have as many pesticides and herbicides on them. And the take-home message with that is if it has a hard shell to it and you just wash it at home, that's going to be much better. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you're eating on a regular basis, your family's eating on a regular basis, and there is not a hard shell to it or a hard peel to it, then you probably want to do organic or local. Local mm -hmm. would be great. 
at those farmers markets, you can ask the farmer, did you spray any of the spinach? And they usually will say, no, I can't afford the organic label because it's a very expensive certification. Um, but they're usually practicing organic techniques. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I get that question a lot. Yeah. And I don't want people to be afraid to eat. No. Right? The bottom line is don't be afraid to eat right. fruits and vegetables and your grains and your, your, your lean proteins. So I'd rather you eat it than not eat it because you can't find organic or, right. or it's too expensive. Right. Yeah, I think the evidence is overwhelming that nutritionally there's no significant difference between organic and conventional. And it's better to eat the fruits and vegetables in variety in enough quantity than it is to try to focus just on organic. So I, I never recommend organic over conventional. I always tell people eat as much fruits and vegetables as you can. If you want to choose organic, if you can afford it, that's fine. But it's not necessary for good health. Right. Choosing organic is not necessarily going to make you healthier. It's not Correct. necessarily. And But using this list is a really good kind of starting point for people that are kind of questioning, you know, mm -hmm. hey, I want to be careful. I want to be careful. So this clean and dirty list is yeah. really good. I'm really familiar good. with that list. And I would say that USDA has said, and that, that list is not based on USDA research. It's based on some of the research for residues. Right. But if you look right. at the USDA research on residues and what happens after you wash it, you can remove almost in all of the residue from the food that you buy mm. if you wash it. If you wash it well, you're gonna it's gonna be clean. It's gonna it's not dirty if you wash it. And that's true for almost all. I would say that some of the exceptions are gonna be like leafy greens, that, which right, are right. difficult to wash right. and strawberries, right. which are difficult to wash. Mm -hmm. Those foods are that are difficult to wash, you're gonna have more residue. But even the residue that remains is in such small quantities. To me, you know, it's much more important to focus on variety, mm -hmm. right? And making variety. sure you're eating the fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're eating lots of different types of fruits and vegetables, you're getting a lot less of the specific types of pesticides, right? So that's part of the reason for eating a varied diet is so that your exposure to mm -hmm. whatever it is, is limited. The other thing I would say about organics that I think people have a misconception about is that Organics are pesticide free, and right, that's not aren't. true. That's true. They're that's not, not true. Not. They use pesticides. Correct. They use natural pesticides, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. arsenic is natural. So just because something is natural doesn't mean that it's not harmful. Right. So if they're not using good practices, then it's going to be dangerous too. So I think that again, going back to just choosing a variety, mm -hmm. you know, choose what looks freshest. I mean, I think you know, local is a great yeah, tip. I mean, yeah, yeah. the fresher the fruits and vegetables are, the more nutrients they contain, right? Mm -hmm. So more than pesticide residue, we know that the longer something sits on the shelf, they're losing their nutrients. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And don't buy more than you can consume. And the <laughs> other thing too is like um, frozen, right? Yes. Frozen's great. And we talk a lot about that with my patients because they'll be fatigued during yeah. treatment and frozen is a great way to get some yeah. top nutrition lots of variety and yeah. it's ready to go. It's right there for them. Right. Yep. And they yep. can portion it out too. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you go to the grocery store and you buy like this big old bunch of greens, it's like, you know, you may or may not have time to eat it all, but if you've got frozen spinach in the, fr in the freezer, you can portion out what you want and then put it back in the freezer. Absolutely. And if you're cooking for one, I think that's a really important tip. And also, you know, what about people who are tired who, you know, if they're tired, if they're going through treatment or they've just completed treatment and they're mm -hmm. tired, yeah, we will absolutely talk about, and in our cooking classes, we do this, eating multiple times off one meal. Yes. So cook mm -hmm. once, eat twice yes. or three times. So we're doing lots of big soups that you can kind of portion out in, into the little containers and put in the freezer. We're doing smoothies that you can portion out. So thinking about just one time, you're, you're pulling everything out, right, and yeah. cooking it, and then you're eating off of it multiple times. Yeah. Even something as simple as a cauliflower and broccoli type salad, you have it cold the first time and the next day you can kind of saute it up. Uh -huh. And then it's a warm a warm deal, a uh -huh. warm meal the next night. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a deal of a warm meal. Right. That's right. That's right. So eating multiple times when you cook once, that's a good tip. Yeah. I think that's a good tip for anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, great. So we're all going to eat more plant-based foods. Lots of color, eat from that rainbow. Lots of color, yeah, eat from the yeah. rainbow. Do you have any specific resources that you would like to recommend or suggest for people? Well, I gave you the list, yep. so I know that that will be published. Yeah. Um, absolutely, AICR is a yeah. great go-to, American Institute of Cancer Research. I mentioned that book already, um, Anti-Cancer, A New Way of Life. That's a very good one, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, we'll include all of those on the show notes for people to access easily. And if people want to connect with you, how can they do that? You can use my blog, which is livingandeatingwell.com. That's one way. A chef and I write a weekly blog where we give the health benefits of a spice or an herb, and then she does the recipe for it, and it's fabulous, and it's free. So if you're interested in trying some new recipes this fall. And And who isn't? Right, that's right. And then the (laughs) other way would absolutely be through Cancer Wellness. So it is the Chapman Family Cancer Wellness Center with Piedmont Hospital, and I am there, and I'm available. I love that. Thank you so much for being with us today, You're welcome. Shana. My pleasure. I, this has been great information, and I think such a good reminder that good nutrition, whether we're trying to prevent or treat or recover from cancer, is so important for every single person to think about because, statistically speaking, we're all at risk, and we all need to reduce our risk. So I'm I'm challenged and encouraged, and I, I think I eat really well and very colorful, but as I was thinking, you know, okay, I've had one red color, one, one colorful food <laughs> today. No, two, because I had a glass of grapefruit juice. So that counts, right? Yes, it yes. does. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> so I had strawberries and grapefruit juice, and now I'm going to have to get the rest in for the rest of That's the day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you, girlfriends, for listening to the show today. If you have questions, suggestions, ideas, if you have, if there was something you didn't understand or you want to learn more about, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can connect to us on email at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram or you can just plain email us. And if you're not subscribing to the newsletter, make sure you do that and rate the show, share it with a friend. Did I forget anything, Dee? No, it's everything. (laughs) Awesome. Well, as we wrap up the show, we always ask one question, and that question is, what are you going to do today to be healthier? Digo. For me, I did not get up early this morning, oh. so I missed my workout. So I'm going to go home and Good get on my you. Peloton and get my oh, sweat on. Awesome. She's going to be stinky sweaty. I'll be, I'm always stinky sweaty. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. That's great. What about you, Shana? What are you going to do? We are going to the Braves game tonight. (gasps) Go Braves! Yes, super excited. Um, And I like to bring some food. I know that sounds silly, but I mean, absolutely our whole family will get treats there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to make some good things for us to bring, some healthy foods. And, you know, it's kind of fun. We'll be a picnic, the five of us. And so I'm going to bring some some fun food for us. I love that. Listen, in this house, you never have to make an, you never have to make apologies for picnicking. Mm -hmm. Like, I love to take food everywhere. That's that's like sort of a dietitian disease, though. Seriously, it must be. We're never, you're never going to find a dietitian without food. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, For for me, it's about physical activity today, Mm. for sure. Like, I feel like this week I've sat so much. And um, I mentioned um, to Dee that we we bought a new bed, and I'm feeling a little, like, achy as I'm sort of adjusting to this new bed. And um, my body just feels like my muscles need to move. I feel a little stiff and kind of, I don't know, creaky. I hate to say creaky. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm too young to be creaky, but I'm feeling a little creaky. So I'm going to move my body today in some sort of way. I'm not going to do a Peloton. I'm going to probably do a walk. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a brisk walk if I'm by myself, which will be awesome. And, uh, and yeah, then I'm just going to, like, chill with my family because it's the weekend. And, man, I love the weekend. Yeah. So, girlfriends, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you are taking good care of yourself. Make sure you eat the rainbow. Um, choose well. Let us know what you think. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat at you soon. <laughs>